Are you looking for the magic to make your life truly count? Do you want the secret formula to make every day your best day yet? Hello, and welcome to the Finishing on Fire radio show. And now, here are your show hosts, Dave Wadsworth and Greg Vance. This is exciting because what we've got for you, the listener, this is stuff that will help you every day of your life. This will uplift your relationships, uh, your work relationships, your home relationships, your social relationships in, in every way. And that's exciting to us. And uh, But what we're going to focus in on today for our uh, episode is actually about our spouse. And so... Uh, as men, Greg, you and I, we, um, we've been with our spouse. How long have you been married? You and Sherry. That is a dangerous question to ask. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you're dumb enough to not know the answer. <laughs> no, we've been, we've been married uh, 33 years. And so this will be 34 this year in October. Awesome. 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 We're, we're headed into Glenda and I are looking at uh, 36 years, June the 1st, 36 years. And we've actually been together close to 40 years. Uh, nice. We've been a couple and, uh, and we, uh, we both wanted to finish college and then, and then get married. Uh, of course, <laughs> when I was at Purdue, I was uh, walking across the stage. I got my uh, diploma cover and I had to check it, you know, open it up to make sure that I actually had the diploma in there because I wasn't sure all my classes were going to clear because uh, I transferred some in from Vincent university. And I thought, uh Oh, I don't know if I'm actually going to graduate. And so I'm thinking, Oh my gosh, we may have to go into married student housing or something here at Purdue. And, and so I was like, my, my head was kind of scrambled at the time, but once I got it, we were in um, the Elliott hall of music and it is a fantastic um music auditorium oh my gosh it's, it's like yeah. world class the elliott hall music at purdue and so <laughs> there's like i think there's six thousand seats or whatever there and mom and dad were there it was awesome and uh and i'm up there on stage opening up my coverage to make sure before i cheer you know and say hey <laughs> so make sure it's so not Linda a blank I, <laughs> I yeah, sure, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like Sorry, sucker. <laughs> you didn't get it. You've been too much of an Indiana Hoosier fan. There's no way we're going to give you a diploma from Purdue. <laughs> uh, if you're from Indiana, you know exactly what I'm talking about because uh, Indiana University Hoosiers and the Purdue Boilermakers, they do not like each other at all. And uh, honestly, and Greg, you graduated from Indiana. I was going to say, right? say, yeah, see, we like each other. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. So, but. Yeah. <laughs> of course i tell people i'm the only guy in the world that wears a purdue class ring and has an indiana hoosier uh cell phone cover you know that uh, i carry around uh. with me all the time so uh yeah i tell the folks at purdue i said i said the only reason i went to purdue is because i flunked out of iu and i had to go to an easier school and so <laughs> they hate that oh my gosh they get really upset about that i don't know why but but really growing up in southern indiana I was a Indiana Hoosier fan, especially basketball. We were winning, you know, sure. national titles and championships and, and it was fun. And we won, you know, the big 10 championship so many years. And then um, the wheels came off. Of course, we've been to the finals and the final four, the final uh, game several times, uh, but we just haven't come up for several years, but we won five titles and I'm excited to be a Hoosier fan. Uh, but um yeah, I had to go to Purdue to get my degree, and that's okay. They're a fantastic school, a uh, fabulous school. But uh, yeah. but getting back to my wife, Glenda, yeah, we, we weren't sure about our marriage. Well, we were sure about the marriage. Uh, <laughs> but I graduated, and then two weeks later, June 1st, we got married. And then uh, a week after that, we moved to our new home um and then uh, started our life together and started my new job with the u.s government at the time so pretty cool a lot of changes but glinda <laughs> she has been with me for a long time and uh and sherry as well with you at 34 i guess years um yep if you're like me greg i tell people that glinda has has really um, basically earned her angel wings or her halo because <laughs> she has put up with so much crap from me. It's not even funny. Um, and, and of course 
you know, it's just a matter of communication and caring and, and uh, respect mm -hmm. and, and true love. And, and we love each other. Sometimes we don't like each other too much, but we love each other. And, and, you know, believe it or not, Greg, and, and you'll probably say this too. I don't know. I don't want to put words in your mouth unless Sherry's listening in the background. Um, but <laughs> or the, I tell or the her, recording. I, yeah. <laughs> I tell her on a regular basis, uh, maybe it's because I'm forgetful and I forgot I've told her, but um, I, <laughs> I say, Glenda, you know, we've been together. We've been married almost 36 years. I said, if I had a choice, I'd do it all over again. Mm -hmm. And and to me, that's the biggest compliment, uh, you know, that I can give her, you know, as I do that. Of course, she's going like gagging, you know, like, oh, man, don't put me on. So don't ask me that question. <laughs> 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 the truth be told. Yeah. Oh, it's, but you're, it's been you're, quite... yeah, you're spot on. <laughs> I mean, it, it takes um uh, if you think about how you communicated when you first got married versus how you communicate now, hopefully there's a night and day difference. I mean, it's just, um, you know, you get, you get a lot better at it. <laughs> you, you, think, <laughs> you think back and you think, oh my gosh, how did we survive in the way wow. that maybe we, you know, approached each other and all that. So, wow. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of changes. Um, and, and you have to be committed. You really do because it's easy to walk away. And, and that's what a lot of people do. They just walk away. So, but, uh, we've grown together and, and, uh, we, we've just gotten to the point where we're just, you know, very comfortable because we like being around each other. We like doing things together. Now I wouldn't want to work with her 24 hours a day. You don't have a, a job. She, well, she says she couldn't work with me, <laughs> but um, you know, I don't know that I would want to do that because I think we need our space. Uh, matter of fact, today she had a zoom call with her, um, her lady friends. She has, um, there's like six of them, six or seven. They call them uh, they're called the LRS, the, the Ladies Relaxation Society. Uh, that was named by one of the husbands because they would just hang out around the pool in the afternoons. They'd take the kids and they go to this guy, this, this one family, a husband and wife, and they had a daughter and they had a big swimming pool. It was nice. And so um, they would go out there and when they could, you know, some of them you know, work different jobs and things, but they hung out at the pool and just really had a good time. And that's what he called them, the Ladies relaxation society and uh and they met today on zoom i had a zoom call and it was great and and she needs that she needs her female companions her friendships she can talk about things that that uh you know she can't really you know well we just don't connect so much on because she needs a female friend you know to 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 kind of yeah. talk things out and i'm i'm so happy for the cuz they they support each other uh one one of the ladies um her mom just passed away um mm. just a couple of weeks ago and so it's been pretty raw for her and it was just nice for them to be able to talk and you know all each other come around you know and and help out and and stuff and so and that's what you know, our subject we've talked about here in the last, you know, uh, several episodes is about, you know, losing loved ones, people, people dying, you know, in our family, our friendships and so forth. And, um, you know, we're at a point, Greg, where we've either um, uh, lost or we're losing our parents, uh, mm -hmm. for sure. And then also, uh, we are our, our siblings, you know, we've lost siblings too. Uh, I haven't, but you, I know you have. And, um, and then now, uh, the biggest thing, uh, we can think about now is our, our spouse. Mm -hmm. What would we do if we lost our spouse? If, if our wife died today, where would we be? You know, what, what would be that next, next step? And so, uh, that's what we're talking about is, is the death of our spouse. And, um, We've got a lot of information we want to send you to our website, uh, finishingonfire.com. And uh, we have information there and uh, about each episode and so forth. We have stuff there you can uh, look at. Uh, we've got the book, uh, The Finishing on Fire uh, book on Amazon. Uh, the subtitle is, is Live Your Legacy of Purpose, Passion, and Prosperity. A really, um, I'm not going to say it's a well-written book because I wrote it, but... <laughs> <laughs> but it's got a lot of ideas. I, I think that will really help you through these things. And, 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 and actually 
to me, it's a good um, uh, prevent uh, defense or, or um, uh, just, I guess, uh, what would you call it? Uh, call to action uh, before you have the regret of losing someone and then you didn't finish the business of, of right. saying what you needed to say, doing things that you needed to do and, and really taking care of business because all of a sudden they're gone. Uh, what are you going to do? And so what we're trying to do is, is help you, the listener, really be on top of your game and, and finish strong, finish on fire, but take care of business. And especially in this area, if you lose a spouse, not having the regrets uh, in your life, don't you think Greg, that's a huge thing? Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. And I think the word you're looking for there is proactive, you know, proactive. I think there's, there's a lot of really good information in the book that if you can do it in a timely manner, it's proactive and it can really make a difference in the, in the here and now what you're doing yeah. every day. And that's something that you just have intentions of doing and, you know, frankly, never get to. And that's where the regrets come from. You know, yeah. it's, in, it's interesting. You're talking about, <clears throat> you covered a lot of ground back there, but um, let me reflect back on something, you know, I uh, left the corporate world um, many years ago to start my career and business coaching practice. And as a result, my wife and I get to spend literally <laughs> a lot of days, 24 hours, at least we're in the same house, you know, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And I, and I must say we were both a little concerned when we made that decision for me to come home. And, but it's been one of the most awesome decisions and it's such a gift that we get to spend that time together and we just, you know, really appreciate being together. And so um, I hope other people can, you know, share that same kind of togetherness with their spouse. That's, that's exciting. That is. And, and, you know, I started my, uh, my other business. I have a, a, a tree and wildlife management business mm -hmm. that I do and I've done for several years. And it's, it's basically, I'm a solopreneur in that along mm -hmm. with uh, my speaking engagements, uh, of course, writing my books. And then our, our podcast here, the finishing on fire radio show, uh, all this stuff that, that I'm involved with, but the freedom of having your own business. Now, if you're a workaholic, it's a problem. Yep. But if you manage things correctly, and, and my business, my, my tree and wildlife management business, uh, it allows me a lot of flexibility. And mm -hmm. we love it. Glenda and I, uh, with her job, she works in the hospital and she's got these 12 hour shifts and she's got, you know, works two or three days and then she's off two or three days and a lot of flexibility in her schedule. And, and I tell you what, when the weather's bad and I can't do some of my work and so forth, or we just decide, hey, let's go to a movie today. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. We just pick up and go, or, right. or we want to go for a walk down on the Ohio river down Newburgh. We'll just go for a walk, you know, or we want to go out for lunch. Hey, let's go for lunch. And excuse me, that is so exciting to have that freedom to do that. Cause that's, we really enjoy those times together and, and the freedom of, and, and by being proactive, like you said, that's a good word, proactive, you look for those opportunities and you take advantage of those opportunities and don't, don't just, um, you know, as, as you're young, you think, ah, oh, I've got all the time in the world. I've got all the time in the world. But as we see, and we've talked about in these past episodes, we do not have all the time in the world. <laughs> and, uh, we, <laughs> I think we're fooling ourselves, aren't we? Yeah, exactly. So what do you, um, so, so tell me one of the observations, my wife and I've had is that we see couples where one of the spouses passes away and you either see one of two things happen. It seems either that person is uh, thrown into a situation where they're kind of disconnected and lost and they just seem to flounder or on the other side, they may, you know, go through a time of mourning, of course, but they go through a recovery period and they um, end up, thriving because they've got all these relationships but that's kind of our you know takeaway that we've seen i don't know what have you you and glenda seen yeah yeah and and any any major uh event in life mm -hmm. uh and we talked about on the last episode these are black flag events where yep. your life just stops right on a dime and, and and your whole life your whole world is turned upside down 
Um, and then how you recover from that or how you move ahead uh, will determine, you know, what quality of life that you have. And I guarantee you, yes. your spouse wants you to have uh, a good life. They do not want you to go through misery and suffering at right. their loss. And if they really love you, obviously, and, and my wife, she fire. She wants me to be happy and, and I want her to be happy. If something happens to me, I want her to be very uh, content and, and happy. Uh, now she'll probably um, shed a few tears for the first, you know, two hours and then, then we're, then she's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, maybe a little longer than that, but yeah, yeah. I totally agree uh, with you. Yeah. We want her, uh, we want our spouses to, you know, thrive um, yeah. after, after we're, we've, we've left this earth and, um, you know, and this, they would want the same for us. So yeah. I think that's a, that's a good place to be with one another to be mutually, you know, want the best for each other. Yeah. Yeah. And, and one of the things I want to bring up uh, from the book, mm -hmm. one of the ways that you can help prepare your wife for that and your relationship to be strong in that uh, is to live today in a proactive way. And uh, going back to uh, chapter, I believe it's chapter 12 here. I'll look here. So yeah, yep. it's called target, target people. Uh, and I'm going to read just a little excerpt from this. It's, it's finishing on fire. Um, and that's the book you can get on Amazon, Amazon, number one bestseller. I'm excited about that. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And um, what I'm talking about here in this chapter is targeting and what you do uh, when we have our two day workshops for, for men, we have 12 men, two day workshops. We'll give a little plug for that. Uh, it's exciting. This is one of those things we do. We get an actual, like a target uh, that you would buy at a, a hunting store or any sports store that would have a target. So if you want to go, you know, like shooting archery or, or, or guns or pellet guns or BB or whatever, but you have targets. And I have a picture in here in the book of a target. And I, I tell people we need to target um, the most important people in our life, which should be our spouse, number one, uh, in the bullseye mm -hmm. and, and really focus on that bullseye because when you're in a, a, a an event say you're you're doing target shooting and uh, matter of fact i i'll tell you real quick i had a buddy when i worked for the u.s government and he um was shooting for the olympic team wow. uh, with a rifle 22 rifle uh, olympic team and he was uh, telling me about it he showed me one of his targets and uh, he said, yeah, he said, I shot, you know, if, uh, this, this target, I shot five bullets and he had a hole right in the middle, not, not in the bullseye, but in the middle of the bullseye. Okay. <laughs> and, and if you look at a target, you've got the bullseye, which is a ring. And sometimes they're like, you know, a couple inches in diameter. And then you got a second ring and then you got a third ring. That's just a typical bullseye or just look at a, a target store, <laughs> uh -huh. uh, not a Walmart, but a target and you'll see a target. Okay. And you all know what that is, but he showed me his target and it had a, a, a bullseye. And in the very center of the bullseye was a single hole. And he said he, he had, you know, five shots on this particular target. And I said, where'd the other bullets go? And he said, went through the same hole. Yeah. <laughs> the center of that target. That's amazing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's, that's so crazy. And it's like, yeah, you know, apparently he was really good. He's actually from Indianapolis. Uh, really a neat <laughs> guy. But uh, anyway, but uh, what I want to do, and, and Greg, I know we, we've talked about, you know, how do we make um, our listeners, how, how do we make your life better? Uh, and this is it by helping you target uh, the people that really matter to you. Okay. Number one, put them in the center and, and, and number one should be your spouse. So I'm going to read here uh, in chapter 12 about targeting. It said, <clears throat> you always start with your spouse since she is number one. If she is not number one, then you have to develop a game plan to get that changed. This is the person you pledged your life to. At one time, you were over the moon in love with them. They also felt the same about you. Take your mind back to those glory days. Remind yourself of who you are and who they are. Successfully finishing on fire requires a strong and happy marriage. After 35 years of marriage, I can promise you one thing. And then we're going to go into a quote here. But, <laughs> but you need, if you, 
if your wife or your spouse is not number one in, on your target, you need to, you need to figure that out and you need to mm-hmm. back up and say, wait a minute, wait a minute. What do you mean? You know, uh, my mother-in-law's number one or, or my mom or whatever. It's your spouse. When you get married, you become one and, and, and she should be your soul, you know, your number one priority. Okay. Sure. sure. Um, then, then your immediate, you know, children, your family, and, and of course your mom and dad, I'm not saying you completely abandon people. I'm just saying your wife, your spouse is number one. So, but um, <laughs> here's my funny quote from the book here. Now, <laughs> if you're a horse person, if you like to ride horses, have you ever ridden horses, Greg? Yeah, but I'm not very good at it. But yes, I yeah. have. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever get thrown off? No, thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've ridden horses uh, a good bit, not a, not a ton. We actually, my son and I, when we went to Ireland, we went on a business trip over to Ireland, and we flew in, um, and uh, and we went out to a, a horse farm real close to. Um, I'm trying to think what that town was. We went into. Um, we flew into Shannon and then across Ireland to Dublin. And we stayed in Dublin several days. And then we went to a castle. We actually stayed at, it's called Dromolan Castle. Hmm. It was really cool. It was neat. We stayed in the castle. It was cool. But we, one of the, one of the uh, activities we could do is go out and ride horses. And so my son, Adam was with me and um, he took the trip. Glenda, she's afraid to fly to Ireland. I don't know what the deal was. She was a little more scared, but um, so Adam and I, we went riding horses and, Mm -hmm. uh, and it was pretty neat. It was a neat experience, but I'm like you, I've never been thrown off, but uh, I don't want to spend too much time on one because I'm sure I will get thrown off. But uh, (laughs) if you are a horse person, you're going to, you're going to get this one immediately. If you're not, you, you can need to look it up because it is really funny. Okay. But this is my point. Okay. If you treat your wife like a thoroughbred, she won't turn into an old nag. (laughs) (laughs) If you treat your wife like a thoroughbred, she won't turn into an old nag. (laughs) And Greg, we don't want to live with an old nag. I tell you that. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Don't work on making that come true. (laughs) And the funny thing about that, the good thing, the quote is it's, it's our actions, the way we treat our spouse Mm -hmm. that turns them into the old nag, you know, that, that creates an atmosphere where they, they become, isolated or or defensive or or whatever because we we've we haven't treated them like a thoroughbred because i guarantee you uh where we live we're close to uh kentucky and and lexington especially louisville lexington is is like the horse capital of the world if you drive through Mm -hmm. there on interstate 64 and down through that area oh my gosh just miles and miles of beautiful horse farms and beautiful horses and and those are thoroughbreds and they're treated very well <laughs> very mm-hmm, well mm-hmm. and so they perform very well in turn and and that's what we should do is is um treat our wives our spouses like a thoroughbred and then we don't have that and that's the proactive part of it and then we don't have the regrets when the time comes if something happens so that's that's what i wanted to quote out of that book there Love it. Love it. So you want to, I was going to talk a little bit today. We talked about uh, one of our segments is last lap learning. I got a book on that one. And now it's time for last lap learning. One of the books that my wife and I have enjoyed, and actually we did it with a few other couples as well, and then discussed it. It's called The Five Love Languages. It's by Dr. Gary Chapman. It's been around for a long time. Actually, I got a copy of it oh, here. Yeah. I'm sure it's changed by now. This is an older copy. But um, you know, the, the quick summary, and I can save you some time and some money, but here's the <laughs> here's here's the quick <laughs> summary. So get out your just, pen and pencil. <laughs> yeah. So like the so like the title says, five love languages. So and this idea- is not like Chinese or Spanish or French or whatever. No, no, no. So Very easy. Here, here's here's the the five of them. I'll run down here in a second. But let me. So the idea is uh, that you want to be observant enough 
And some of this may be a little, you know, try things out, see what works, see what kind of feedback you get on the five things. Because actually, uh, when I think about these and, and what, um, what resonates with, with my wife, it can change over time a little bit. And there's kind of a little bit of a hierarchy. Maybe there's a top two out of the five. Um, and by the way, this works for kids as well. So there's a, there's a, there's a family edition. Yep. There's a family edition too. So think about that, but here's the five. Number one is words of affirmation. And so that is those positive uplifting words of appreciation that we can pass along to our spouse. Um, you know, you may have a spouse that goes through a whole day, especially if you're not with each other. And maybe there's not necessarily something that's really positive and kindly said. And so that's where um, you can make a huge, huge difference with that. Number two, quality time. Um, and that's focused time, making the most out of a day and being fully present. Really super, super important. And I'm sure you may have had time when, you know, when you find out that Glenda just wanted you to focus on her, go do something together, you know, it's <laughs> yep. how important that can be, right? Uh, yes. Number three, yes. number three, this is one we probably think about a lot <laughs> with our spouses, and that's receiving gifts. <laughs> and ah. so, and so, so jewelry, nothing, chocolates. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. Like a little appreciation, you know, through a gift. Um, you know, you know, think about walking when we've been on um, on a cruise together, you know, you and your wife and me and my wife and going. Uh, I remember going through Puerto Rico and going through uh, some of the various shops and looking at all kinds of jewelry. And that makes yeah. your spouse's eyes light up. <laughs> oh, man, it's almost like it just turns some kind of switch in their head and they just oh, wow. It's, it's like they I don't know, they, they lose uh, control of their senses. <laughs> and some, and some guys do that too, you know, with like watches and things. All right. Number four, <laughs> four, uh, acts of kindness. And so that those can be really simple, but doing little things, it could be chores, you know, cleaning dishes, taking care of the kids, especially maybe doing something that, um, she doesn't necessarily enjoy doing, taking that off of her hands and just surprising mm -hmm. her by doing it. Or maybe something the day's been really crazy and there's something that really has to be taken care of and you just make it go away. There's yeah. you know, nothing like that. Something I did today, just real quick. Um, um, I like to pop popcorn on the stove. I mm. put in a little olive oil. I, I turn up the, the stove. Uh, you know, I have a pan, a big saucepan pan at the lid and i um throw in a few kernels and then when they start popping then i dump in the batch and and do that and then i dump it in a huge bowl i pop <laughs> it up and dump it in a huge bowl and sometimes i neglect to um to wash out the pan you know uh, and, the, and the lid it's just kind of agrees man i set it off to the side on the counter and for some reason today um i looked at that and i thought that needs to be cleaned up and i went over and i washed it and and uh and I put it away. My wife came in. I thought she was going to faint. She's like, <laughs> she says, she said, thank you for cleaning up your mess. Thank you for cleaning the pan. And it wasn't a big deal, but it was a big deal. Exactly. That's a perfect illustration. Yeah. 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 Just a few <laughs> hours ago, it was great. So, hey, it sure, made me know. happy because I realized it meant something to her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's probably a few more things on that list she probably could itemize for you too. But all right, number five. Number five is uh, physical touch. And so that could be a, you know, a massage, um, something that she really likes. Um, back scratch. Yeah, exactly. Oh my yep. gosh, she loves a back scratch. Yep. So those are, those are the quick five. And it's just fun to experiment with them you know if you really are bad at figuring this stuff out you can always ask too <laughs> <laughs> the, the um yeah let's go through these again so words of affirmation kind words okay uh, -huh. uh people we all need that okay right. uh number two is quality time focus mm -hmm. time uh really being present be present okay, yep. with them uh three would be gifts Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and actually they don't have to be, it's not a lot of, it's not the money thing. Exactly. 
it's the the act of giving them a gift of of, of thinking of them mm-hmm. when you're mm-hmm. not together uh thinking enough that that you're like hey you know what she would like this and and it could be little stuff it could be something that you uh you make you know if you're a crafty person you can do that so Perfect. gifts uh-huh. number three yeah people think you have to spend money and it makes them happy it's like baloney my my granddaughter she's three and a half gonna be four this summer she my wife has always wanted to buy her gifts, buy her gifts and all that stuff. And I'm like, Glenda, she doesn't want all those gifts because she's got, you know, all this family that buys her stuff. She wants you and your focus and your time. Perfect. That's what she wants. And so yep. that's, that's a gift. So, uh, yeah. and then the fourth one, you have acts of kindness, words of affirmation, quality time, gifts, acts of kindness, like mm-hmm. the popcorn pan. Yep. And then, um, the physical touch and, um, it's not guys. It's not the sexual thing. Right. Um, of course it may lead to that, but we're not going to get into that, (laughs) (laughs) but the physical touch. And a lot of times, uh, you know, like you said, you know, she comes home from work and sometimes her shoulders are stiff. I mean, her muscles are really up, she's uptight. And if I just start rubbing her shoulders, oh my gosh, she just like, you know, she said, sometimes she'll do this. She says, boy, if, if I was a dog and had a tail, I'd wag it. <laughs> so it, it makes her happy. And so, and a lot of times I'll, um, I'll, uh, when we go to bed, um, she's had a hard day. She's been on her feet all day, uh, 12 mm-hmm. hours and, mm-hmm. and her ankles are, are, are hurting. And she says, would you rub my ankles? And so I go around over there in the bed and I, I set her, uh, her leg up on my lap because yeah. I can get a pretty good uh, grip there. And then I can, I'll rub her ankles and stuff. And you talk about that just, man, she is happy as could be. It hurts her because she, you know, I'm working some of those kinks out, but it really is. It's an act of kindness. You know, it's, it's a physical touch. Uh-huh. Uh, so I guess that counts as two, doesn't it? That was okay, kind of a crossover. Act. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a crossover, but, but yeah, physical touch. And, uh, and that means a lot. It means a lot. Um, the, the back scratch. Oh my gosh. She loves a back scratch. And she says, now you don't do it as good as my dad did. <laughs> Her dad's <laughs> passed away, but she, she'll take it and she loves it. So yeah, those are, those are things that do not cost you money. You don't mm-hmm. have to be a rich man to fulfill these with your relationship with your spouse. Exactly. Your one target person. Uh, wow. Those are good. Perfect. Are good. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, try them out. Hope our yeah. listeners try them out too. Yeah, please listeners. Uh, it doesn't take money to impress your, your spouse, your wife. She doesn't want that stuff. Uh, if she does, she's being shallow. Um, and, but really, yeah, you should buy her, you know, nice things if you can, yeah. but really what she wants, these other things. And, and, and like you said, Greg, good point, you know, play around with them and figure out really what, what her deal is, you know, what really lights her, her fly, fire, pardon exactly. my pun. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it that, that kind of trips her trigger. And so you'll figure that out. And, uh, and of course it may depend on her mood or the situation, you know, what, what, you know, she needs, what kind of comfort she needs. And a lot of times (laughs) you talk about words of affirmation. Uh, A lot of times our wives don't want us to fix the problem. They just want us to listen. Absolutely. Uh, We don't have to say words. We don't have to say anything. They come home and and they just need to kind of unload and say, "Uh, this happened and that happened. And this makes me angry. And I'm so disappointed and all this. And, 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 and I'm sitting there thinking, okay, well, here's what you need to do. And here's what you need to do. And really what we need to do is shut our mouth and listen and let them talk it out. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and that may be it. And, and that is huge for people. So, so maybe, um, listening mm-hmm. <laughs> needs to be one, you know, be a good listener. So, yeah. So, all right. Exactly. Good stuff. Good Perfect. Stuff. Tell me the book again, give me the name and the author and all that. Yes. The five love languages. Dr. Gary Chapman. Gary Chapman, the five love languages. Very yep. simple, but wow, powerful. Yep. And, um, and again, we're talking about in this episode, the death of our spouse. If our spouse passes away, uh, have we adequate, adequately prepared ourselves and our relationship mm-hmm. for that departure? 
And part of it is, excuse me, the word you use being proactive, doing these things on a daily basis that really build the strength of your relationship and make your life really the best it can be. And yep. that's what this is about is making your life the very best it can be. And, and if your spouse relationship with your wife is, is, is struggling, just go back to these basics and, 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 and do and practice these things every day. And it, it's not hard. It's just simple. It, it's very simple, but it's, it, it takes focus mm -hmm. and it, it, it takes attention. Okay. But it's not something like climbing a mountain of any kind. It's very, it's very basic. Okay. So yeah. Blocking and tackling. <laughs> yeah, block. <laughs> hey, for us big football fans, blocking and tackling. Yeah, you block, you tackle, you kick through the uprights, you score, you're going to win. And right. you're going to score big. Exactly. And, um, you know, uh, I was with a gentleman uh, this week. I talked to him a little bit, and he talked about his wife had complained that he was a workaholic, and his daughter said something about him being um, – working on vacation and all this stuff. And, and, uh, and I said, dude, you need to cut that out when your daughter is complaining about it. You know, your mm. wife talks about it. If you're on vacation, quit working so much. Uh, you know, that's, that's something you got to get, you know, because listen, when the time comes, if your spouse passes away, that won't matter a hill of beans. It won't right. mean exactly. to you. all that work that you did those late nights that you didn't go, uh, to your daughter's, you know, dance recital or piano thing or her sporting event or, or whatever, mm -hmm. that's not going to mean anything. Uh, you know, that work, no, you just drop what you're doing and, and, and go. So get your priorities right. So if you want to live a life where you're finishing on fire, that's what it's about is, is your family you're targeting the right people, uh, spending focused time with, with the right people that will make your life change today in a heartbeat and that's what you want so all right greg uh we've gone through the book let's talk a little bit about um what we call spousal advice uh yeah. this is a, a treating our, our our spouse i don't know it, it's spousal care i don't know what we call it care or advice um, <laughs> care but, advice uh, one, care advice yeah. uh one thing that um that strikes me um if you want to really prepare for this situation, the death of a spouse, and, and it could be your death or, or, or theirs, uh, sure. really. But uh, one thing Dave Ramsey talks about, I love Dave Ramsey, and I love what he stands for, and, and the basic teachings he has to help people in everyday life. And one thing he talks about in his book, it's um, the legacy journey. That's one of his books. <clears throat> Excuse me, he talks about the legacy box. And it is actually, it's not a lockbox that you keep at the bank. He said, it's a, it's a box. It, it's like a love box is what it is. It's if you love your wife and children, mm. uh, you're going to have this box. And in that legacy box is all your important papers. Okay. Basically uh, your will, you know, what is your, your last will, uh, your instructions upon your death? What do you, what do you want done? Um, life insurance, any of your life insurance policies, boom, have them in there. Uh, financial accounts. Uh, if you have different, you know, business accounts or checking accounts, or whatever, and and yep. your wife may not know about or have all the details, we'll put them in there and have that where they can just go right to that box, open the box, and they've got all the information. It's got, you know, the passwords. Uh, it's got the locations, the the company names, mm -hmm. you know, all that financial. Put it all in the box. And this is something, Greg. I do. <laughs> I'm. I'm smart some days and then some days I'm, uh, I'm tree stump stupid, but, <laughs> but, but I tell my wife, I said, Glenda, don't make me guess, you know, don't make me, you know, don't assume I, I I'm going to know something to do. You need to tell me. And if it's really important, here's what you do. You get your hands and you put them on my cheeks and look me right in the eye <laughs> and say, Dave, do this <laughs> and, and just make it simple. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I tell you what, Greg, I, I just, you know, she, so many times over the years in this part of our communication, I keep telling her that say, Glenda, if you really want me to know something, you want me to do something, put your hands on my cheeks, look into my eyes. I mean, eyeball to eyeball and say, Dave, do this. And, uh, <laughs> and guys, I'm telling you, this 
is uh, what we're doing. This hands on the face, this legacy box is essentially you, if, if you pass or if she passes, it's going to be the same way because your brain's going to be scrambled. I guarantee you. Yes. If my life passes or my wife passes, my brains are going to be scrambled. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I need mm -hmm. to, I need to have something very concrete that I can hang on to. Uh, and the same with her, you know, if I pass away, she needs this box. And basically this, this is hands on the face. You pull out document after document or item after item, and you know exactly what to do. Okay. There's no questions about right. what you do. And this legacy box, I think is so critical and, uh, and, and I believe what Dave Ramsey's saying this, if you love your spouse, you're going to put together this legacy box. I love that idea. That's a great idea because, you know, lives are complicated and <laughs> it's, it can be, uh, you know, and you may have a lot of important information that's just spread everywhere. And we all have the best intentions to think, oh, I'll clean that up one day. I'm going to make a list or something like that. At least get it all in one place. Yeah. And then, you know, so it's easy and then you can go through and do the documenting of it. And, and of course it'd be even better if you can sit down together and just familiarize each yeah. other of what's there. So, yeah. you know, cause there's always questions. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. You know, Glenda and I, we talk about this from time to time. I said, now Glenda, you know, you know, my wishes, you know, when I pass away, you know, here, here's what I want, you know, want you to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so we we're on the same page with that, but it needs to be written down, you right. know, because like I said, when this black flag moment occurs, our life stops, our mm -hmm. life absolutely stops. Everything is, is totally upside down and, and it's, it's scary. It's, it's, uh, confusing. It's, uh, so emotional and yet, right. uh, you know, we don't need to make it any worse. Uh, for our spouse. And, and so exactly guys, as you listen, I'm telling you, you need to do this. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be appreciated for it. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so let's, uh, let's go on to the uh, one I was going to share, which is actually dovetails nicely with that. And so the, the concept and people call this a different things, but I've heard it called your board of personal advisors. And so mm -hmm. essentially what that is, um, you can, you can use it as a thing should one of you pass away. Um, but even more, um, more helpful is to use it while you were alive and just think about who are the people that I'm going to go to for advice to get the best input, people that are wise, that are going to help you make decisions, you know, when you need decisions, um, maybe you're thinking about, you know, a lot of things happen in life. You know, you're thinking about, um, I don't know, <laughs> selling your home or, or something like that, <clears throat> or what to do, um, what are some choices maybe with an elderly parent, there's people that you can go to and, you know, get wisdom from. But mm -hmm. anyway, so that same um, group of people can be super helpful for either you, if your spouse passes away, or if, for your spouse, if you pass away, that my wife and I've talked about this, like, who are you going to go to for financial advice about making decisions, you know, immediately afterwards, you know, if there's life insurance, like you said, a while ago, what to do with it and how to spend it and, you know, where to maybe save it, what are the things to do? And so um, it's really clear. We named off a list of people that she would seek out and, you know, me for the same as well. And so I think it's really it just helps to know, to think through that and know that you've got people in your life that you can trust for sound quality, wise advice. That's, that's good. I, I like that. I, matter of fact, I just, uh, yesterday, uh, I was talking with a, a good friend of mine and, uh, we're about the same age. And I told him, I said, listen, Carl, if something happens to me, you need to take care of my wife. And I, I mean that in a way of business. I said, mm -hmm. she will need help. Uh, I've got, we've got several vehicles. We've got trailers. I've got equipment. Um, mm -hmm. and, and he can uh, get rid of that. He can get it uh, on the market, get it sold, liquidate that stuff. She would have no clue when to even start. And, and anybody could come in and take advantage of that. And, uh, yep. but, but Carl, 
And I've told him several times and I've told my wife, I, I said, same thing, Carl, if something happens to me, he's going to come in and he's going to take care of getting rid of that stuff and, and, and getting you the best deal. Cause he does that stuff all the time. And so you're exactly right, Greg, that's a great idea to have your, your, your board of, of, um, advisors that, mm -hmm. and depends on what, what the area of expertise exactly. they have. Uh, some of it may be in relationships and then, uh, which is yep. important. And some of them it's in business uh, and different mm -hmm. things and financial or whatever. And so, wow, that's a good idea. Just get that list of people, uh, talk to them um, and, uh, and, and, and glean all that knowledge and wisdom from them. That's, that's great. That's exactly. Great. Because as you know, as we know, we can, we can plan things now as you know, best we're able to forecast, but, you know, things change. And by the time something actually happens, the situation may look different. And so you want somebody to be able to speak into that. Well, so yeah, yeah try it out. Yeah. Good, good, good. All right. Uh, did you have another point on this? Uh, you were talking about special relationship. What, what needs to, uh, yeah. to be said or what yeah. was it you were talking about? Well, I guess it goes, it kind of connects with that as well too, but you know, we often, and we talk about this a lot in, you know, as you mentioned, the, the two-day seminar, we talk about mm -hmm. what needs to be said that to this point has been unsaid. And, mm -hmm. and so it could be uh, like we talk about in the seminar, which is writing a letter of appreciation. Um, mm -hmm. Could be to a spouse, a son, a daughter. It, it could be anyone in your life. But there's so many things in the case of a spouse that maybe um, maybe we've said them, but it's been a while. Or maybe right. it, it would be something that would be just so helpful to be able to pull out again, you know, at your passing and for them to reflect on. And it could be even be a personal message that would be super important. Uh, maybe it's some scripture or something like that that was important. That would be very important to, for that time to just you know, for her to lean on. And so I think, I, you know, just, re, just remember, <laughs> turn the unsaid into the said, do that as much oh, as that's possible. Good. I like that. That's good. Cause we, boy, as guys, <laughs> we're bad about this. Uh, you know, it's like, yeah, she knows I love her. She da, da, da. baloney. You need to tell her she needs to hear it. And you need to say, you know, the compliment uh, things, yeah. the things that she does that you appreciate so much and and you don't have to look very far to to realize you can appreciate a lot of things about your mm. spouse yes and um i know with with my spouse you know so many things she does and 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 i have to sit down and, and look around and say wow if i didn't have her you know things just would be tough they'd be a lot different than they are and 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 just appreciate that so saying what needs to be said don't don't leave things unsaid and that will change your relationship a lot mm -hmm. uh that's a good point I, I appreciate you doing that or saying that uh greg um another th another thing i had on that and then we'll move on is the um um ongoing evidence of appreciation so so we talk about words um uh, sometimes i'll leave little yellow sticky notes on the mirror uh nice. in the bathroom mm -hmm. and uh, and i'll just write a uh a note, you know, saying, Hey, you know, somebody in this house loves you, uh, very, very much. And, um, and of course there's nobody else here, but me, you know, cause the dog <laughs> went to my niece and uh, the kids have moved out and got married. So, <laughs> so it's, it's funny, but, um, one day I really freaked her out. Uh, she was at the hospital, uh, working and I was out about town running errands and I had a, a, a key in my pocket to her car. And so I dropped by the hospital parking lot and I, I wrote a note and I stuck it in her car. Oh my. So when she, when she got done with work, she opened the car, she got in and there's a big yellow sticky note, you know, uh, on the dash that said, Hey, somebody really, really loves you. And, and, and you, you didn't sign it. I, I, didn't. <laughs> I, I did not sign it. Yeah. Stalker number one, this is a, <laughs> creepy guy down the road and i've been watching you um and you know what um we just recently changed vehicles 
but she had that yellow sticky note in her car for like six months mm. and she keeps her car cleaned out. I mean, like if I leave a little straw paper in there or a little bottle of water, any little thing, she's like, Oh, get that out of my car. You know, we got to keep this car clean, you know, and, and she's yep. very particular, which is okay. That's good. You know, she's particular, but she left that little yellow sticky note that, that didn't go with the rest of the car <laughs> in there for months. And so what that told me was that touched her heart. So absolutely, that's, that was, that was, that's yeah, perfect. That was, yeah, that was pretty cool. But just, and that didn't cost me anything. It's just a little bit of um, proactive uh, time. You know, thinking. Forethought. Yeah, just a little yeah. bit of time and just, yeah, forethought and saying, you know what? She's at work. She's working hard. I'm just kind of, you know, running around today, you know, kind of loose going to go eat lunch by myself or somewhere or with somebody else. And I'll just drop by and do that. And that's, that's, that's pretty cool. So uh, just simple stuff. So <laughs> yeah, perfect. All right, Greg. So let's uh, let's move on to our special segment that I know our audience enjoys and that's uh Wazzy's world. And now it's time for Wadsey's world. Yes, Dave Wadsworth's true life animal stories. So how this works is I usually, I pull out a number. Dave has a list of what, 43, 44 different animal encounters. Yeah. I give him a number and he has to um, you know, speak off the cuff about a story re in regard to that. Today... We're going to do this special since we're talking about our spouse and we're going to do turtle doves. So it's been specially added to the list. Take it away. Turtle doves. <laughs> you know, and Greg, um, yeah, this is funny. Um, of course, all my life, uh, Wadsworth with the name Wadsworth, they always call us Wadsy. Wadsy mm -hmm. one and Wadsy two. Uh, when we played football, my brother was Wadzi too. I was Wadzi one, but so Wadzi's world. I tell you what, I have so much uh, fun in life and especially in nature. Uh, I'm out a lot and I have so many encounters with animals. It's, it's crazy. And I've got so many animal stories and related stories, but, uh, uh, but the, the list has 43, 44 different animals that I've had encounters with. But most of the animals on the list, I've had multiple encounters with. <laughs> so uh, uh, depends on the animal. But turtle doves, I'll have to go back a ways on turtle doves. Um, I could tell you how they coo. I, listen, I remember as a boy <laughs> listening to them cooing right. uh, in, in the trees and stuff. But uh, my granddad, he had this huge oak tree uh, right uh, close to his house, right in the driveway. As you come down the driveway, this monster oak tree. That sucker had been there since Abraham Lincoln walked the, the territory. I mean, around here. That thing was a hundred and it was probably 160 years old mm. or more. It was huge. Okay. And the limbs would go way out, stretch way out over the driveway, flat, uh, and they were high. And uh, one thing about turtle doves. They make the crappiest nests of any birds I've ever seen. Oh my gosh. We would climb trees and we'd find a turtle dove's nest and they had white eggs, real pretty white eggs, but they only had two. Uh, I never did see more than two eggs in a turtle dove's nest, but they were like very flat. They were like loose sticks, little sticks, and they were kind of woven together, but, but uh, they were, it was fairly flat, just a little bit of a dip. And so if we would have a wind of any kind, uh, they would just blow out of the nest. Oh. I mean, if a, a thunderstorm came through the eggs. And so we would find the turtle dove eggs on the ground, you know, after a windy day or a storm came through. And I'm like, you guys are stupid. You need to make, <laughs> make that death, uh, the nest deeper, you know, and stuff. But, but we'd climb up and see that. And it's like, you know, we could do a better job on this nest if you'd let us help you, but they never listened to us. So it, but, uh, but anyway, I, and I tell you what, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to give you any more details because, um, but I do have an encounter talking about turtle doves and blue jays. Okay. okay and so okay. we'll save that for another one. That'll be another show, but I just want to tell you about the turtle doves. Um, um, they're gray. Uh, they have a light, 
uh, colored belly on them. The, the ones we've got, I call them morning doves, I guess. And, um, but they would be around. I, I remember the, the, the noise from their, the, when they would take off the chirping from their wings, you know, when they would fly and stuff, it's just kind of weird, all these memories. And that's been years ago, but, uh, but just their nest, I was so disappointed. I always hated to see animals hurt and, mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, injured in any way. And so it did really, it, it bothered me after these storms or after a windy day and finding these eggs, you know, cracked and on the ground in the driveway. And, and some of them, uh had had the little bird in there that had developed uh, quite a while uh and and was almost ready to hatch and then and yet mm. they were you know uh blown out of the nest because uh they wouldn't listen to me about how to build their nest and so they were <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i but i just remember how their nest was just like a it was almost like a a pancake uh with a divot in, in the middle of it you know just very you know but it just wasn't very deep um, and it just, uh, the structure was, was fairly, you know, whimsical, I guess, but it just, when it was windy and those limbs would, would kind of, uh, teeter and rock, uh, and then also the wind pushing through, mm -hmm. uh, we would find all kinds of turtle dove eggs and, and the loss of life there. And, and it just, uh, I just broke my heart. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, so that's turtle doves. That's, that's a story on turtle doves. And I want to tell you more about the blue jays and the turtle does, but I'll save that for another day. You may draw out a number uh, for blue jays, or you may draw turtle doves again on the numbers, and yes. then I'll just have to tell that story. So, <laughs> so there's my turtle dove story. <laughs> Perfect. Yes, thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. <laughs> They're not nature's engineers. <laughs> no, no, they are not. <laughs> Oh, it's, it's a wonder how they, they survive. You know, you'd think, wow, they, but they are, um, they are lovey dovey. I mean, they just, they seem to be uh, couples and mm -hmm. they, and I always enjoy seeing them together as, as couples and stuff on the nest. And I don't know all the details, but, uh, but yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's my, one of my experiences with turtle doves. <laughs> all right. Well, Ready to wrap things up here? Go to our two-minute warning. Yeah, we, yep, we got our two-minute warning. This is uh, for all you football guys. You know, and when I talk about this book, Finishing on Fire, you can get it on Amazon uh, by Dave Wadsworth. Um, it's a paperback. You just go on there, Finishing on Fire, and it has a lot of these ideas about everyday life and making everyday life just much, much better. And yes. just simple things. Uh, if you, if you get this book and you implement just one idea, it will absolutely rock your world. I really believe that just, just what we've talked about, you know, on this episode, Greg, I mm -hmm. mean, these five love languages, just any of those five that you can figure out whatever your wife likes, just try a little bit, just little stuff. Right. Let me tell you something. You will get her on fire uh, for you and your relationship and you will be pleasantly surprised at, at uh, the changes that it can make and uh, and you won't have those regrets uh, when the time comes if something happens to your wife you won't have the regrets and say boy I wish I'd have, you know wrote her notes or, or told her what I thought of her you know or, mm -hmm. or done these little acts of kindness or, you know uh, really been proactive and stuff so so a two-minute warning Now it's time for the two minute warning. Here's what we want to do today. Here, here's your challenge. This is your warning. Uh, this is what you, I want you to do. Write your spouse a card or a letter, either one, just a little card. If, if, you, if you're kind of wordy like me, you might write a whole letter. Uh, don't make it too, too much, but, but basically just write them a card or letter and truly, like Greg said a while ago, say what you think as long as it's good i mean mm -hmm. <laughs> don't write any bad stuff don't write what you're say, mad. <laughs> yeah 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 forget all the, the the bad thoughts you know when you're in a good mood tell your spouse what you think of them be specific uh maybe bring up a point or two uh what something they have done or something they do on a regular basis mm -hmm. that really makes your life better that really uh you appreciate but you don't seem to appreciate it too much, but maybe you appreciate it, but you don't tell them. 
Okay. So here's your warning. Write the letter, write the little card, do it now. You got 24 hours from the time you hear this, do it in 24 hours. Cause if you don't, you're going to put it off. I know how you are. <laughs> you, you're like me. <laughs> how we all but are. Yep. Yeah. But don't leave things unsaid. If you don't leave things unsaid, you, you won't have to have those regrets. Okay. So, so when, when Glenda goes, she's going to know uh, how much I love her and the things I appreciate about her. I mean, what's really important. And, and Greg, you're the same with Sherry. I'm sure that you, you try to give her uh, that reinforcement on a regular basis as to your appreciation, sure. you know, for her and, and, and what she has meant to you and your family and, and, and all that. So, so that's the challenge, you know, that's our two minute warning. <laughs> yeah. Make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not hard guys. It's not hard. I'm telling you, if you do this, if you write this letter or a card, I don't care what it is, write it, give it to them, be very straightforward and, and be very um, um, honest, you mm -hmm. know, say these things uh, and just, just be kind and say what you need to say. And I'm telling you, it will change your life. It absolutely will change your life. Thank you for listening to the Finishing on Fire radio show. Be sure to visit finishingonfire.com for more great content. Go light your world.